0: Oh my god! So, how great is perspective? Um. (laughs) So, long story short, I've done something. I've just put in my headphones so I can use the like mic on there to kind of try and funnel out some of the background noise, and I just listen to it, and it actually sounds fine. So this is a whole different start of the episode that it was going to be. Cause it was going to be like, oh, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about whatever. And blah, 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 blah. Instead. It's like a, Hey, thank you for joining me. There is also a thunderstorm outside and I do still have my fan on, but those aren't, you know, those are just positive things that are also happening as opposed to things that are kind of trying to ruin my life. Um, so that's cool. Welcome back, I guess, I don't know, really, I'd love to know how many of you are returning, and how many of you are new, and kind of what's going on in general. Um, this might be a little bit of a different, I'm not going to say it's going to be a different episode, because realistically, there's only been two previous one I liked, the other one was a car crash. So I'd hope that this is at least different from one of them and potentially both of them. But I thought that what would be quite cool to do is just do like a little bit of a get to know me, probably a, um, a good time to do it when there's approximately again two previous episodes because I managed to delete actually I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole (laughs) because it's a new it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life for me um but yeah I thought I'd do some get to know me stuff I'm not feeling like super super humorous which I know is like super weird and off-brand for me (laughs) um No, but I'm not, God, that sounded like I was feeling, like, super sad or something. No, I haven't. Although, I have been listening to a lot of Billie Eilish lately, um, and that does kind of get you in, like, a very floaty mood. But I I realised that I used to do a lot of creative stuff, and I just don't do it now. Like, I used to do art all the time, and I was always drawing or painting or doing something, and I didn't, and... (sighs) You know, I did YouTube, that whole thing. I think I've spoken about that in a previous episode, maybe. Or is that the one I deleted? Because it sounds... Oh, no, I'm pretty sure I put it in. Um, but, you know, I did YouTube for a bit, and that was fun and creative. But then I just don't think it's really the medium for me, you know? Yeah. Um, What else? I just, I feel like I just don't do as much creative shit anymore. And something really cool about, this sounds dumb, but Billie Eilish's song, When the Party's Over, I watched the making of that video clip and I was like, this is so cool. And there's so much thought that went into like every tiny little thing. If you haven't seen it, go and see it and then go and search the behind the scenes. Um, and it's just something so simple, but they took everything so seriously, they didn't want to shortcut anything, and to give you some context, the video she's sitting in front of, it's all white, so she's wearing all white, Um, there's like a white cube kind of table, and then a glass of black liquid, Um, and in the video she drinks it, and then she actually starts crying it, so they, the black liquid, I forget what she, I forget what she said it was, um, but I saw an interview and it was basically they wanted it to look thick, so it wasn't really something that was drinkable. Um, now the easy thing would have been to get like black water or black water is a, a brand of water, I'm not just like it'd be so great to get like a black liquid, obviously, but um, black water which is just water, but I think it's high alkaline or something, and it's jet black. Um, or just regular water and add food colouring. But there were so many considerations as to, like, why they didn't just want to do that, and, you know, instead they decided to uh, create this concoction, basically, which is, like, really thick and kind of look like... almost like an oil, if you think of, like, an oil from a movie or a... Um, I know like a cartoon or something like very opaque. And then so she drinks that and then you can tell that it kind of starts fucking with her. She's like coughs and stuff and then she starts crying it. And that was really cool because that's something that could so easily be added in like after effects. But what they actually did was they put tubes um they put tubes on her face and they put the ends of it out by where like her Ted Ducks would be and they Push that same thick liquid out like down so it looked like she was crying, um, and it was just so cool. And you know, the interview she was like, Yeah, you know, it stung and it was whatever. And I know that this isn't an uncommon thing for music videos, like, people are very much leaning now towards adding that realism and whatnot because people are so, I suppose, like, desensitized to effects, um, that wherever. there is something real they try and do it but I just really liked it because it just kind of triggered the part of my brain that will like lean towards doing more um I suppose like artistic shit um the sad thing I suppose is that the only real like physical art stuff that I have Kind of in my possession of photos of an art board that I probably wouldn't want to put up on like Instagram or anything. A little bit of controversy behind that. Um, long story short, I was accused of being like a white supremacist <laughs> at high school. Um, two things. A, probably shouldn't bring that up. B, probably shouldn't laugh about it. But let me explain. Um, so at the time I was doing a Maori speech competition. I'd also been participating in Kapahaka. I was head of the cultural group at school. We're quite a big school. Um for anyone who doesn't know me, I am oh hold on, I'm just gonna stop this and I'll be straight back. Okay, I'm back. Um so yeah I I did a lot of um stuff at school and I am part Māori, which is, I mean, I'm pretty sure that every single person that would be listening to this at the moment would know (laughs) what that is, Um, but for anyone, let's just say you somehow, I, I truly don't know who I'm talking to that wouldn't know at this moment, but it is the, I suppose, indigenous people of New Zealand, and like, yeah, the, um, I don't really know how else to explain that. I just went super, like, vegetable mode. But um, long story short, the likelihood of me being a white supremacist is pretty much zero. However, I was really driven to get excellences. So in New Zealand, the high school system was, and I'm pretty sure still is, but was NCEA, and basically you could get, like, achieved – merit or excellence or not achieved obviously Um, but excellence was the highest and I remember for when I took art in year 13 so last year of high school um, it was kind of known that it was very difficult in the country to get an excellence on your like art boards when a certain percentage of the country ended up getting it but I decided I really wanted to get it Um, and there was also a paper in English that I really wanted to get an excellence for as well a lot of things I didn't really give a shit to be honest um actually that's I'll fall down that rabbit hole a different time but um long story short not a white supremacist however because I I really wanted to get excellence and I kind of thought okay what's like a topic that I can focus on for the year that I've always had you know an interest in and um I could actually like pay attention to for a full year which is maybe something that not everyone is focusing on and I realized what I've you know anytime we got to have a project on World War II whatnot I had known I'd grown to know quite a lot about that just through my own kind of research as well as school projects whatever um, I'm basically just trying to explain that I was really interested in World War II without adding fuel to the fire, that I'm somehow a Maori white supremacist. Um, and I was like, cool, I'm going to do my art board on World War Two, So there was a lot, as you can imagine, I suppose like provocative imagery. Um, it's kind of like without something too douchey. Just a commentary on how fucked up stuff was, but in a way that it was just, like, so brushed under the rug um, and is, like, in the schooling system and whatnot in Germany still. And just, anyway, I digress. So I did that um, for my art board. And then for English, we – forget what the actual assessment was, but I know that there was something where we had to interview someone that had an opinion in his, on history – Um, And I had interviewed um, someone who was not a good person to interview. Um, And now, in 2018, is internationally a very dangerous, dangerous, dangerous man. Um, And the society that knows him best in the states um is the largest society of that kind in the world and this is the one thing that it's so annoying because I really just want to say like it was this person and if I ever meet you in person you can ask me I'll tell you but I'm really not I'm talking actually you know what if you want to go find this Um, I'm going to give you some fuel, because I do want you to know. I just don't want to, you know, show up dead somewhere. So, how large is blank society? Okay, so... It doesn't say, but it does say it's the largest and most active of these organisations. Yeah. No, okay, it doesn't say, but long story short, dangerous dude. At that time, he was just someone who was very vocal with like um, blogs and posts and stuff about what he was passionate on and to clarify made me like actually sick but there I think I think honestly I missed a career path of becoming like an investigative journalist because I was just like I'm gonna get out of here so at you know 17 I made a fake email emailed this person spun them the story which kind of got him to want to talk to me he responded and was like yep let's, you know, talk about this stuff, and blah, 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 um, and ugh, sorry, I just, like, it actually, yeah, he grosses me out, um, long story short, did an English thing, and people found out that I'd interviewed this person, um, now, as a completely unrelated event, so I went to a girls high school, and literally across the road was the boys' high school. Um, And pranks and stuff between the two schools weren't super prevalent, but this particular weekend, a group from boys' high had come through, and they had spray-painted the swastika all throughout English block, which was the English and the art block. So they kind of put two and two together, and I wouldn't say they got six, but they did get, like, a five, Because I can see how they jumped to a similar conclusion. I'm just still kind of grappling with how they thought it was me. By the way, never got in trouble or anything through school or any of that shit. So, like, the idea of me breaking back into a school on the weekend and, like, spray painting an entire block is not, like, the sane it chief, you know? Um, Anyway, so... That happened. So on Monday, I get pulled out of class and, very long story short, without naming or anything, get asked about my involvement in um, white supremacy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fucking not funny. It's just so ridiculous. And, yeah, um, very quickly, I think they realized that it wasn't me uh, and had a teacher immediately like jump in and be like she ain't the one um but that was my little fun brush with whatever um can't remember how I got here but long story short I don't really want to post that art board up on like Instagram for everyone to see because it would take it wouldn't take too much for it to be stretched out of context um it would take a little bit, though, because you can tell it's not like a fan piece. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Actually, maybe I fucking should. You know what? I think I'm going to. Check out my Instagram, I'd say. Not straight away, because I don't think it's kind of, I don't think people are ready for that. But I'd say within the next month or so, I'll chuck up a picture or a couple of pictures and just kind of see see what goes on. Um yeah, so where the fuck was I going with this? Oh yeah. Basically I just really I really like doing creative shit. Um you know, I kind of looked at music, like do I want to do something there? But I'm not you know, I don't really see myself as a singer songwriter type. Don't really get hype about the fact of, you know, performing songs or whatever. Um I used to do like competitions in public speaking and that is still something to this day that I do just gonna say very well um but I wouldn't want to speak just to speak like I mean the whole thing of this is this is my TED talk and I will absolutely do a TED talk in my lifetime um but you know I think of okay let me give you give you some perspective. Would I want to be a Tony Robbins type? No, because I feel like let me just break it down. Tony Robbins, I think, is a like phenomenally like skilled, fantastic man. And I don't think he deserves some of the critique that he gets, although I understand why he does. Um, There's a lot of stuff that he says, which I think is brilliant. Um, And I think his intentions, for the most part, are genuinely to help people kind of overcome themselves. What I think the danger is, is that he... If you look at it like a, a drug, you know, he injects this huge dose of just euphoria and highest of highs and hope and all of this. Like, if you see people that have gone to his seminars, it's like they're walking on air, like it's like a spiritual experience, right? Which is great in the moment. But what concerns me is that people leave. And don't have so much of the practical stuff, and you know it's so it's not like you can drop back into Tony or whatever because yeah he's got some stuff which is available online but you know he to give you an example I think for Brisbane some of the cheapest tickets to his um, sessions that he's doing in I think start of next year uh, or maybe it's the end of this year maybe it's already been no I don't think so um started at around about four thousand dollars so it's not exactly accessible to all so if you go and you feel really motivated but you feel like you need a top up of motivation whatever the likelihood of you being able to just like go back to one of the seminars is not super high so I think he is great but I think people get like kind of jacked up on the hype, and then they almost get left without anything, and they kind of go through withdrawals, and it can be damaging, but I don't think that's him. Um, I think if people have the right support networks, or if they are just naturally proactive, and they go and they source those things themselves, then I think that it is really, like, it's it's actually a really fucking good thing and there are people that leave and they kind of get their shit together because of him but I just think it's very dangerous because the way it's set up is the scale and is not really you know in comparison someone like Gary Vee and there are people who <laughs> will be listening to this at either turn off or, or whatever but um, you know in comparison people like him who put out content readily on every single platform all the time so that you could go and watch them speak. And I've gone and watched them speak. I don't feel like I need to go back. Like I feel like there's enough practical stuff and it's not so much about how you're feeling and whatnot, but it's it's very practical, which for me, like I think in theories and big picture and what ifs, I personally really appreciate someone who comes with just practical stuff because that's something I find eventually, but I potentially need a little bit more of a nudge in that direction I think what I'm trying to say is um, so when I I would much rather lean towards being like a Mel Robbins or like a Garrett like have my field of expertise so I help people know as opposed to just being a you know I don't want to be a symbol of anything if that makes sense I feel like Tony Robbins is that kind of you know the pure motivational speaker um it's a little bit too much about the person and not so much about what they can do to help. And I would rather be the other way. So long story short, that's kind of, you know, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about um, speaking and that side of the creative coin, you know. Um, So I did that. And then, of course, I had my makeup, but I just... Here's the thing that I've realized. I really don't like doing makeup on clients. I really, 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 really don't. Um, I would love it if it was a situation where... um... (laughs) Sorry, I can just hear my flatmates. They've just gone home, and they're, like, drunk yelling and singing, which is hilarious. Um, But, you know, I'd, I'd like it if I could do creative looks on people and it was all up to my... But even then, like, it's not, the idea of creating looks is really exciting for me, but not the idea of actually, like, then, you know, doing it as paid work. Like, it's something I would like to do for fun, but it's not really much more than that. Um, I feel like you'll definitely be able to hear them in the background. <laughs> um, and if so give a little wave out to them so that's pretty much you know that's that's what's been going on that's what is going on um that's part of the reason why I'm popping back on here a bit earlier than expected because just felt like doing you know talking getting stuff out of my brain in a way that wasn't necessarily painting or public speaking, or whatever, although this is, I suppose, the recorded version of a public speaking event, um, you know, yeah, so, get to know me, what else, what else is interesting, um, bear with me, I'm gonna google some shit, I'm probably not gonna stick to it, but I'll just see if it prompts, Hmm. Should I search? Get to know me. Questions to get to know someone. Deep questions. Oh, deep questions. Careful, might be too serious. I think we'll be fine somehow. Okay here we go, Jesus, okay, this is a lot, I'm definitely, I might, there's 200 questions here, might go with two questions from this website, because it's a little bit too extra, what's your philosophy in life, what is my philosophy in life, um, by the way, I'm on thought catalogue, really deep, okay, to be fair, it is yet really deep questions to ask if you want to get to know someone, so, you know, kind of got what I asked for there. um, what's my philosophy in life? I don't know about philosophy, but I do have an opinion, and this is kind of something that I want to, that I'm going to help solve in my lifetime, to the best of my ability, and that is, I've realized I'm very lucky in, like, a specific respect, and that is, I kind of have this make things more difficult, Jane. Like, if something's super simple, it doesn't make, you know, I'm not content with it. I don't like things being easy. I like things being difficult. And I like, I think because I enjoy the actual process of things, not just having like this easy finished result. I don't know wow, that was really fucking loud. And I feel like you definitely heard that. <laughs> but Facebook's trying to get me to confirm my number that I don't even have anymore. So, um, I don't know about a philosophy in life, but I definitely see one of the things that like really, it doesn't upset me or make me angry. It's always like a, makes me sad, but it's like the, the, the act version of sad if that makes any sense and it doesn't make me like oh that's sad it it inspires like a um action I suppose like it makes me go shit I want to do something um or there's something that should be able to be done if I'm making any sense for um and that is just seeing people that will like give up easily or maybe they genuinely don't think or believe that they can get certain things or deserve certain things, etc. 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 Um And that especially when I know that they can, like if someone is like, oh, I'll never win this, whatever it is, but they've only entered once. And they're clearly one of the best people to win it. But they've only entered once and because they didn't get it, they're like, I'll never do it. There's like I get like almost like a physical reaction, like even if I don't know that person. I want to just jump in and be like, well, actually you could, like, if this is really something you want, let's fucking do it, um, because I just like shit, I like stuff like that, I think I also have, like, this complex where I really love being the underdog, because that tends to be when I'm, like, the most, like, aggressive towards my goals, is when I think, I know that the odds are against me, I don't know what that means, um. Yeah, who fucking knows? Um. So that was deep. What else? Oh my god, there's just some picture of some like sad girl on this website. <laughs> Literally, I was gonna say me, but it's not me. Um, it's not me. No, I just realized how defensive that it's not me sounded. Um. Oh god, what was the best phase in my life, I don't think, I don't feel like I've had phases, oh, maybe I have, um, I feel like, I don't know, I really don't, like, I've had a pretty, oh, okay, no, I do exactly know what it is, and I can't believe I even fucking hesitated in this, it was 2010, 11, 12, yeah, 2010, 11, and 12, um, and then following on from that, 13, and 14, <laughs> but 2010, 11, and 12 were my first three years of uni, um, the first year I was living in the halls, which I am an only child that grew up with a single mum, so although I had a really good life, I wasn't surrounded by people my own age all the time at all. And then I suddenly got thrown into this uni where I was in a halls of residence with over 300 people. And I, it was just the best shit. It was the most fucking fun you could possibly have ever, period, at that age, ever. Just the fucking best. Um, and then after that, moved into a flat with one, two, three... I suppose six friends, three of them I was actually really good friends with the other three, although it kind of changed who was in the other mm. side of the flat. Um, we all became really good friends and we lived in a flat, which was actually two flats, but we cut the fence down between them <laughs> um, called the empire. Mm. And it was just everything you'd want from a university experience. Like, you oh, know, we be- lived off, fried eggs and noodles and veggies from the Chinese store because they were cheap, um, and a lot of toast and alcohol. And we just had friends around all the time, or we were always at friends' houses, and we had you um, know, parties and just – it was so good. Like, it was so, 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 so fun. And a lot of like, a lot of the worst, I suppose, times or moments in my life probably happened in those years as well. Um, the biggest thing, and this is the real thesis, and I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna limit it to three. The three people that this directly relates to are probably the three people I know will never listen to this, which is sad. Friends, of ours, you might be able to put those together, but. There was friendships with three people that I never thought would not be there anymore that went up in like flames in, I think, 2012. Um, and just to clarify, if you are someone that I used to live with, it wasn't you. <laughs> just to give you peace of mind. Um, but yeah that kind of stuff is difficult but that's just part of life and i don't want to say you know again but you know because i know you know um so that was definitely the best phase of my life we had some crazy like we had some absolutely i feel like if i say this now people are oh, you whatever But we had a little, like, we literally had a Project X party. Someone bought their dog with balloons tied to it. We had the table set up for like all different kinds of shots. Was it the Easter or was it a different party? There was one party where we literally cleared everything out of our fridge entirely and we filled the entire thing. We made, we bought all of these hollow Easter eggs. We cut the tops off and we made them all like jello shots or like cream shots or whatever, we had Easter eggs all around the house, um, we had a giant photo wall that went, like, all the way around the entire flat, um, we had, oh my god, it was just insane, we had, you know, people would be on the roof, and we had couches, I'm gonna say there were couches burning in the vicinity, is what I'll say, um, and it was just, God, it was so fucking good. Like it was just so good. So that was a really good phase. Um, would I go back? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so definitely not living back there. But um, I mean, like back in the past, not back in Hamilton. Hamilton's fine. Um, yeah. So what else? Oh, am I confrontational? Probably, to be honest. But I think, even though I'm very familiar with the word, I don't know if the word itself has a negative or positive connotation. I actually don't. I'm confrontational in the fact that if something is wrong, I don't like to bring it up because I think I naturally am like, I don't fucking want to talk about this, whatever, but I don't like the discomfort of like um things having been left unsaid because I feel like I've kind of been dishonest if it's something that still affects you know me if I feel dishonest if I'm like oh it's fine um so I suppose confrontation on the fact that you can pretty much guarantee that if there's something that I need to talk about with you I will talk about it um but I'm also not one of those people that's like, I just say, you know, I just say it how it is because I don't believe that there is a, like, how it is. Okay, I really don't know what just happened there, but I was talking and then I realized that it said, Do you want to start recording? So <laughs> I think you're talking about the confrontation. Yeah, I'm definitely not one of those people that you'd see on fucking like loving hip hop, whatever. It's like, I just tell it how it is because, as I said, I genuinely don't think that there is a single how it is. Like, I think that how something is is shaped by everything. And again, it all comes back to perspective. And, you know, I might really like orange juice because I had really good memories of drinking orange juice at Christmas. So I might say, you know, orange juice is great because it reminds you of good family times. And there could be someone else who their parents only bought orange juice or whatever and they never had, like, water in the house or they never had like milk or anything and they only had like artificial orange juice that was pumped full of heaps of sugar and it used to make them sick because they didn't have anything else and whatever so they might have like this idea of orange juice of like it's horrible and it's you know it's so bad it reminds me of depressing things so orange juice is bad and you shouldn't have it and both of those realities are like well they're realities so they're both real you know, um, so I've kind of lost track of, like, where I was going with that, but I think in answer to am I confrontational, I'm forward-spoken, but my priority is very genuinely to come to a resolution, and I actually, I think I'm very lucky in the fact that I don't have an issue with being completely wrong, um, You know, obviously there's going to be times when that hurts your ego a little bit, but I would rather be right in the long run as in, I'd rather know that I've got all the right information and get there than just have people say, yeah, you're right when I'm not, because then I don't learn or get better or whatever, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, maybe I should call this podcast, you know, (laughs) no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. What else? (laughs) Um. Does my job make me happy? My job makes me so happy. I really, really like it. Um. I can't, I'm not going to say, like, too much about, you know, specifics or whatever. But I also don't think that's necessarily relevant. But um, I think it's really important, too, if you have something that you are doing for that large portion of your life, to enjoy it and it doesn't mean that the enjoyment gets handed to you on a plate like you know it's not up to everyone else to make sure that you enjoy something you could be in a situation where you know maybe you had to really like focus and try and find a way to enjoy it I'm lucky enough that that wasn't the case with me in this particular role but I have had jobs in the past um, and experiences in the past that I'm like, well, I don't really like this, but then I thought about it, and I found an aspect, and I'm like, actually, if I got really, really good at this, then I can maybe, you know, use this in a different aspect, and all of a sudden, I actually enjoyed my role, so. That's me. What else? I don't know. These questions are super, super fucking lame. Let me know. Just send me a comment, or, I don't know, a message, or whatever if you want me to just go through these and answer all of these but they're just a little bit too fluffy and yes this ain't keen I think I'm going to wrap it up guys so thank you for joining my super impromptu um random as hell probably not fully finished yet podcast um I think I'm going to pop this out as a bonus one and I'm recording another one tomorrow that I've got kind of organised, so maybe I'll just have like three podcasts this week (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen often, so maybe just really relish it, I feel like I owe you because the last one was so terrible Um, although there's, I've had a couple of people that have been like, it was really good, so definitely won't be repeating that caliber, hopefully but I'm glad that some people liked it Um, other than that I will see you next week at the latest probably in the next couple of days and yeah thank you so much for stopping by oh also if you're listening on i think it's spotify and apple music but i know it's at least spotify um at the end it's going to tell you all about the anchor app if you are interested in doing a podcast do it do it and let me know um because it's just the fucking coolest thing you can just ramble whatever but listen to the ad and follow through obviously not sponsored because I mean I'd love it to be but I don't think it's really smart sponsorship to sponsor someone who has you know 30 listens a podcast um but do it and also let me know if you'd like to be in the episodes I've still got names that I'm slowly working through so if you've already put your hand up then i will be getting in touch with you for sure and i'm very lucky that some of the people that have put their hands up have the most crazy lives like one of them's just moved to bloody columbia one of them is on a trip like halfway around the world that was planned two weeks to now so um another one was recently on a reality tv show um another one's a blogger so I'm very excited to get the ball rolling or just talking to them. Um, and, yeah, thanks again, and I will talk to you guys next time. Okay, bye.